0: Welcome to Live with Dom Marie, here at Dom Marie Healthy and Fit, where we bring you amazing stories from around the world every Tuesday and Thursday. Today, I am honored to be interviewed by a dear friend of mine, Orion, who read my book and wanted to ask me some questions and interview me. Stay tuned to hear the amazing stories and questions that will come about from our interview today, here, Live with Dom Marie. If you love the podcast, Please give me a
1: review on Apple.
0: All right, Orion is finally on, and we can hear him. Yay!
1: (laughs) So sorry about that. Thank you.
0: (laughs) I swear it's an everyday Tuesday situation with me on live. I don't know what it is. It's Technical Tuesday on my end. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I am now sitting in the hot seat so everybody right. so- this is Orion on his Instagram <laughs> is Orion dot lion correct right. and right. Orion right. lives <laughs> on the island of Maui so oh, beautiful I cannot wait to get back there <laughs> and um, Orion is actually dear friends of ours um, Robert and ours right. and he read the book and sent me questions mm-hmm. and I said why don't we do a live interview? where I'm in the hot seat and you get to ask me questions about the book.
1: That's right. So you've had an incredible opportunity to uh, really interview a lot of incredible people and now it's time to turn it around on you.
0: I know. Uh, I'm ready.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And really just get to know Don Murray and uh, something maybe besides, aside from Instagram, aside from uh, the books, Um, And maybe dive a little deeper into uh, both of those. Okay. So, I've got a lot of questions for you, um, but maybe the first one is for those who maybe don't know you or haven't read the book yet, Mm -hmm. um, would you be able to tell us just a little bit about yourself um, and the book maybe and what, what you're up to currently?
0: Okay, so I am Adomery Deshaze. I'm the CEO of Adomery Healthy and Fit, a nonprofit organization helping people around the world with any autoimmune disease or life in general to get through their days in a positive outlook. I started Adomery Healthy and Fit back in 2017 when I started my Instagram. And the reason why is because I live with multiple sclerosis. And I was diagnosed in 2012 officially with the disease, but I had been living with the phantoms of the disease since my early 19 and 20 years old, and for years completely being dismissed by doctors. And living with the disease and finding out what I had after many years of learning the triggers of MS, I thought it would be a great idea to write the book of the tragedy and the torment that we go through living with multiple sclerosis. So I wrote the book in my entire life's journey from childhood to present day to be able to bring light to this disease for people that don't understand it or families that live with someone that have the disease to help them understand what we go through mentally, physically, and emotionally, and unfortunately sometimes the suicidal part of the disease of living in chronic pain every single day. So that's that. Um, me, as myself, as you know, Orion, I am a total goofball on the side.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
0: I love sharing my story and people's stories from around the world and just being honest and truthful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, incredible. And I, I did read the book and uh, made it through and it was an incredible book and you really did take us through the ups, the downs, everything uh, in your life. And you just came out with your new title, mm-hmm. um, Finding Sun Through the Clouds. Can you tell us a little bit more of how you came to uh, that title name or, and what, what that means to you? Um, Because after reading the book, you really get a true sense of that. But what does that mean to you?
0: Finding the sun through the clouds is what we all really experience every single day in our life. We live in a world of light and darkness. We all experience chronic pains, memory trauma from childhood or adult life, um, suffering what we call living deaths of losing Loved ones that are still alive, but they're not a part of our lives anymore. And also just everyday battles. And this, especially this year in 2020, we have all faced so much trauma and tragedy. And we've lost so many loved ones around the world that um, when I wrote this book, Finding the Sun Through the Clouds, um, published by Fulton Books, I wanted it to have a title of being able to spread the word of finding your son every single day. So my Instagram page is all about finding the light constantly, even though we deal with darkness.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's incredible. And uh, speaking of your Instagram page, something that I wanted to talk about or ask you more about was um, often, especially in today's world with Uh, social media being just ever prevalent in our lives, um, a lot of people portray um, certain lifestyles that they live, especially on the lavish style, that Mm -hmm. really um, show them living uh, a lot of the better sides of their life. And something that you do is you break down a lot of those walls and you let us into your life and show us some of the the harder moments. but you especially bring light to them. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about um, what made you feel like sharing some of those darker moments that other people are afraid to or, or just don't know the way uh, That's to share them?
0: A great question, um, especially yesterday's post. Um, September is Suicide Awareness Month around the world. And um, living with the disease and everything that I went through in my life, I could either do one or two things. Not share my true story and be 100% truthful or open up my world and share the good and the bad with everybody because we're not 100 percent perfect there is no perfect and actually there is no normal and i had to live that my entire life and that's what the books are about and my instagram i wanted to reflect exactly who i am as a person a mother a wife an author a stranger and a traveler of the world and someone that wants to bring joy but also realize You can't have joy and perfect every single day, that there are tragedies in the world. And once we realize that we don't need to have that facade of what we believe is perfect, then the real life and your true story comes out and you share it with the world. And I have shared my entire life with the world through this book, through my Instagram, through my interviews, And you can ask me any question, and I'm going to answer it 100%.
1: (laughs) Well, that's clear so far. Yeah. And, um, well, your Instagram really is incredible, and you do a really good um, job of showing all of what you just told us about. What advice maybe would you have for people um, who have a hard time sharing that? Because sometimes it can be seen as attention-based or just – they don't find the right way to share some of those darker moments. So how do you um, share some of those darker moments? Or what advice do you have uh, for people showing the other side of their life?
0: Um, Well, one, I believe that's a personal thing, that people um, try to share their lives, and sometimes it's just difficult reliving those parts of their life. And it's traumatic, and it's something that you have to go through as a human being of recognizing that it's not a fault and it's not a weakness, that sharing your true honesty and yourself with the world brings light into the world. And it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to be imperfect because we're all imperfect. It's okay to share the darkness with the light. And when you truly live in a world of both, then you find acceptance. And people are either gonna love you for who you are or they're gonna judge you, like you said. People are gonna be like, oh, she wants attention or she wants this or that. My page has never been about attention. My page has been about my writing, my experience. I reach out to people all over the world. I answer the DMs. I am 100% there when someone needs me. And it's, it's called humanity and being kind and accepting when someone is not kind towards you or towards your adventure. But that doesn't mean you have to stop what you're doing. It's continue to move forward because it's what you believe is truth to move forward in the light.
1: Now, uh, with that being said, you you have built quite the community uh, on Instagram, Thank and you, it's yeah. it's really clear when you go on there, you have a lot of interaction with other people. Um, I believe you guys coin yourselves the MS Warriors. I do. Um, what does this warrior community mean? And you, you touched on it just a little bit, but yeah. It, it really is a super strong community, even when you just see it for a second. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that community and uh, maybe some of your involvement as well as others? Uh,
0: yeah. So, starting the Instagram back in September of 2017, I just wanted to share that living with the traumatic disease as multiple sclerosis which is a disease of the brain and the central nervous system that attacks the myelin sheath of our brain and parts of our brain are being destroyed by our own white blood cells and there is not one multiple sclerosis patient or warrior out there that has the identical symptoms or the identical lesions within our brain What it is doing every day is we get triggers of depression, anxiety, stress, extreme pain and fatigue, memory loss, pins and needles to the point of paralyzation, to the point of just losing your speech. You'll notice in some of my interviews, I have a lot of facial recognition that I can't control the muscles on this side of my face will look like I'm having a stroke. I have been paralyzed nine times in my life. Um, I've lost my speech and my eyesight, and thankfully I have regained it. But I've also learned that the people that would really understand what I'm going through are the true warriors of multiple sclerosis. And I reached out to every single one of them when I started my Instagram, and I still do it every Sunday. I go to the hashtags, and I look at hashtag multiple sclerosis, Hashtag MS Warrior, Hashtag Cure Multiple Sclerosis. And with that, I send them a personal letter. And if I don't hear back, I'll send them another personal letter a week or a month later. And I follow them and I follow their stories. And we all lean on each other. And we all are there no matter what. And I've created such an amazing friendship and family around the world that we use this amazing tool, Instagram, To talk to each other from across the pond to France or uh, Australia to New York (laughs) City to anywhere in the world. And I have been able, with the help of my multiple sclerosis warriors, brothers and sisters, to create this community of love and support. And without them, you know, I would still do this, but... I need every single one of them in my life, and I am truly honored to be a part of their family.
1: Well, that is incredible, and it seems like something that maybe uh, at first started for like reaching out to others, helping them, but maybe as something that's helped you along the way as well. Um, it has
0: truly helped so me. It, yes.
1: Yeah. Wow. yeah,
0: I cried. I've called my girlfriends and. Other warriors that are writers and poets, that are authors, that are, you know, actors or singers that are dealing with this disease just like I am. And there's a phrase that we use you don't get it until you actually get it, which is the disease itself. Um, it's very hard to tell you what I'm feeling and what I'm going through, but our warrior family, the multiple sclerosis family, we all understand it. And we are a huge support group of each other, of finding resilience, um, finding truth, and also being able to cry and be honest with each other.
1: Definitely. Well, and like you said, um, I'm sure even um, where most of you will experience different symptoms, where you said it it doesn't, it's not the same from one person to the next. Mm -hmm. Just having that support system in terms of Look, I don't understand exactly what you're feeling, but I know what you're going through right now. I know Mm -hmm. what you're feeling in terms of fear, um, pain, everything.
0: I know exactly what everyone's going through. Um, At one point in time, we all experience pretty much the same symptom. It just depends on where the lesions are within our brain and how deep they are and how much they affect us. So stress affects us um climate change affects us heat cold affects us food wow. triggers an attack um just internal stress internal anxiety will affect us so we are constantly living on what i would call either a surfboard a balance board or balance beam across the world where you're walking on a type wire and you never know when it's going to hit you or trigger and completely shut you down. It's kind of like we're robots and we're being controlled but there's a, a wire that is short wiring that moment in your life and parts of you are completely shut down and we've lost many, many lives because of this disease and I will do everything I can until the day that it is my time to be gone to do what I can to bring awareness to this disease.
1: Sure, sure. Well, um, thank you for sharing that. And um, something, I, I wanna touch a little bit more on MS a little later mm-hmm. on, but something um, that I wanna jump back into is more of your book yeah. as well. Um, so throughout the book, there's quite a few uh, <laughs> chapters yeah. that, um, Man, you you really put us in that moment. Whether uh, it's happiness, joy, sadness, there's even one chapter where you leave us all feeling frightened. <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> I think you know which one I'm talking about.
0: The haunted um, house. I don't want to.
1: <laughs> the haunted house scene, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't read the book yet. But it is very clear that you have an incredible um, storytelling ability, uh, where you can put us right there uh, in that moment, in that scene, uh, in that chapter. Uh, where do you get this storytelling ability? Where Where do you think this comes from?
0: Yeah. Um, I think probably because of the way I grew up. Um, I was. You know, I had a lot of difficulty writing and learning as a young child because, as you know, you read the book of all of the medical things I went through. So being an artist and being right brain, I tend to learn to be able to tell a story through words and art or um, just speaking in general. So writing the book, I really just wrote it exactly how I felt every single moment of my life from beginning to end, pure emotions, fear, anxiety, stress. So while I was writing that, as I was writing it, I was literally reliving those moments in that haunted house in New York City, actually <laughs> oh New York um, in Port Jefferson um, the house was built in the 1700s. It was original. It was beautiful from the outside, exactly what I always wanted, a beautiful white picket fence around the whole front yard porch. When you looked at it from the outside, it was magical. And when I moved in, I started to sense a lot of like really eerie senses of someone else was in that house with me. And I've always grown up knowing that I can sense spirit around me. Okay. Um, But I've never physically seen a ghost. I just kind of get that feeling like something isn't right. And I've always trusted my instincts. So while I was writing it, every single word was written exactly how I felt. And it was eerie. And I can say when we moved to Boston, the next chapter... I didn't even Mm -hmm. pack my own stuff I packed up (laughs) I literally packed a bag because I was working for Victoria's Secret and I was taking over the community and um, the Boston and Quincy location of the city and I packed a week's worth of clothes (laughs) and left and left my husband there to pack up the rest of the house because I was so afraid of that house. And everything that I lived through, that I just wanted the, Eck out, <laughs> the H E L L out of that house. <laughs> so, yes, it is a scary chapter. It's but it's, it's truly reality of everything that I went through in that house. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. and that is it's kind of a, a weird metaphor too because I, it it was one of the places that I think you talk about having more of your phantoms um pick my up multiple as well.
0: sclerosis was in total flame but i didn't know what was happening to me mm-hmm. i didn't know i had a disease i thought i was going insane to be honest with you yeah, yeah. wow and i lived wow. right across the street from a church so i write about yeah. that also in that chapter but right behind my house was a graveyard oh So, you know, I'm telling you people, whether you believe it or not, there are people in the world that have a sense or that can see and speak to the other side. And I believe that house, I believe a young boy died in that house and I believe other things went on in that house. Did I ever want to look it up? I could have, because the history would be there. (laughs) But I think I was more afraid of actually looking up the information that I decided not to. I just knew that I was always like praying at church and I just knew I had to get the heck out of that house. So, I think I was more afraid of knowing if something did happen tragically. And I was afraid that Knowing that would bring those spirits and those thoughts to me and make me even more, I don't want to say crazy, but make me even more fearful of not being able to see, which is basically what living with multiple sclerosis is. And that's Mm -hmm. why I would always call what I was going through the phantom pains. But it's odd because while I was writing the book, I had been living with phantoms my entire life. And at the end, I wrote it with a capital M-S because multiple sclerosis is a phantom disease. You cannot see it, but it is physically happening to all of us. So living in a haunted house literally is like living with multiple sclerosis. What? What? Yeah, that's a true no. story. <laughs> Ask my husband. I want oh nothing to do God. with that house. Yeah. Even my brother-in-law and my mother-in-law sensed it. They were both like, there is something evil in this house or something horrible happened in this house on that staircase. And it was scary.
1: And really, if you have not read that portion of the book yet, you have to read it to believe it and see what we're talking about. And uh, it, it will send chills down to your spine.
0: That's what every review has something. said. The book has, you yeah. know, been uplifting, crying, crying for me, <laughs> cheering me on, and the haunted house
1: the scared haunted the
0: shit house. out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will never step foot in that house again.
1: Never. No, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not going either. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> now, something else that you talked about, and you touched on that just a second ago, was that you and Robert really lived busy lives, a mm-hmm. lot of times apart from one another. Yes. Traveling a lot, working a lot, um, can you tell me a little bit about some of the struggles and um, what got you through some of those times uh, working, working hard and, and working apart um, and not always being together?
0: Yeah, that was really difficult. Um, Our first eight years of married life together was two career people building our careers while we were trying to have children. And um, the child part was very difficult for me. And I write about the intensity of what I went through um, all those eight years and trying to be a corporate wife and trying to be a businesswoman at the same time while I was literally living with a disease that was destroying me every single day, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, and it was really hard. There is no other word other than it was really difficult, hard, unimaginable, but I knew I had to keep moving forward because I didn't have answers to what was wrong with me. So I started to believe I was being haunted that I was being tormented my entire life. And I kept a lot of it to myself because I felt like nobody would believe me because I didn't have the proof of what was happening. And the worst that the disease got and every miscarriage I had, I really thought that my life was just in turmoil and I would never have an answer. So that's where the depression, the anxiety, the stress, the um, fear that you know Robert would leave me. But even when I asked for a divorce, he would always say no. And even after we had five miscarriages between 14 and 16 weeks of pregnancy and just the pure gut-wrenching destruction of losing those babies, thinking I would never be a mom, was just completely haunting and destructive to my life. And I knew that whatever it was was going to reveal itself to me one day, and I didn't know why things were happening to me, but I knew I had to keep moving forward. And so I put on that smile and I put on my big girl pants as we used to say in my time frame and you get the job done. And that's what I did. Wow.
1: Well, it's is—it's gut-wrenching just reading that portion of your book and heartbreaking uh, seeing everything that you went through uh, during that time. And I'm sure it was extremely hard uh, not having uh, the person closest to you, that support system always there for you. something else is, and you you just touched on that too, was um, doing that simultaneously while dealing with a a lack of diagnosis over some of the other um, things that you were feeling. Now, this is something that you and I have talked about, that millions of people uh, across the U.S. and across the world deal with this a lot, and it's, it's kind of a a blanket statement diagnosis and prescription, just written, and Mm -hmm. you say that time and time again where it was, oh, Dom Marie, you're just stressed out, Mm -hmm. and here's a prescription for A Xanax,
0: a Prozac, or Mm -hmm. you name it, Zoloft, that's all Mm -hmm. I ever heard. So basically what I was being told was, you're a little bit crazy, here's some stuff to get you through your day. And that is exactly how most of us feel until we are actually diagnosed. And the reason why I'm so honest in this book is because I never want another person to go through life feeling like I felt, feeling alone, feeling like they did not have a voice, feeling like they can't be honest. But the bottom line is, all of that that I went through then writing the book and living with it today and talking about it and reliving it every time I speak about the book, it brings up horrible memories, horrible torture and fear for others that are out there in the world. But the one thing that I can honestly say is, you are your best advocate of your life. If you don't stand up for you and your personal health, nobody else is going to do it. You may end up in the hospital, paralyzed like I was, and no one knew what was going on with me. You may end up in the back of an alley, completely unable to walk and pick yourself up because nobody knew what was wrong with you. But once you finally get to that hospital or to that doctor or neurologist, so no matter what you're dealing with in life, it doesn't have to be multiple sclerosis. You need to speak up for you. And if you are not getting the answers from those doctors that you're paying, that they work for us, and get another doctor until you finally get the answers that you need in life to live a positive, fortuitous life that we all deserve. Because so many of us, are misdiagnosed in so many different aspects of the world. It's not just multiple sclerosis, it, it it's cancer patients, it's heart patients, diabetes, it's having bipolar, it's every single disease that we deal with today in the world, if you don't have the team of allies and doctors on your side, it's a struggle and I never want anyone to go through that, that's why I built Domri Healthy and Fit in my website and where they can go and find the help. And if they DM me, Mm -hmm. I will find answers and help for you. Because no one should feel like this, ever. So be your best advocate. And if you can't, Mm -hmm. find the one person next to you that will trust you and be your voice for you. And write everything down, keep a journal, because sometimes when we get to the doctors, if we are going through any of those things that I listed, it's hard to remember. And the doctors make you wait for an hour. And I, I, and this is around the world. This isn't just me. And you get five minutes of their time. I never let my doctor leave my office while I'm there until every single question is answered. And I've got to tell you, all of my doctors and all of the people that I've built that are part of Domri Healthy and Fit, our team, are one hundred percent there for the patient for the person to build your life back up and to live a virtuous, happiest life and i want that for everybody in the world
1: yeah. well I, I think that is great advice just taking control of your own health your own life
0: mm-hmm. um
1: and what you do with it you may not have the answers right now but not relying on just one person or not relying on a lack of mm-hmm. information that they have for you. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a very powerful uh, message uh, to send to those who may be going through those times yeah. uh, and struggling with a diagnosis. Now, um, moving forward in terms of uh, it was such a struggle to get a diagnosis. That once you were diagnosed, it was a sense of re- you say in your book, that Robert was was sad, but yet you felt this overwhelming sense of relief. Relief. Can you can you tell me a little bit more yeah. about that and so. moving forward with with the, your diagnosis?
0: Yeah. Well, as you know, leading up to the diagnosis, I went through a lot of tragedy once again in my life. Um, and for those of you who have not read the book, you're going to have to read it. Um, for those of you who have read the book, you understand what I'm going to be talking about. The day I got my diagnosis, I had already seen four neurologists, had been in and out of the hospital, was on my deathbed, quarantined, where I could not see my children. I had staff in MRSA. I was dying. And... They basically said it was all due to two surgeries prior that were causing my body to shut down. I knew in my life that was not the answer because everything that was happening to me had been happening to me from 19 and 20 years old. It just progressed. And I knew that the surgeries probably triggered a lot of what was happening, but it wasn't the reason why. So I said, I'm not listening to them. I need a neurologist who's going to listen to me. And I knew it had to do with the brain from my own personal research. And every time things were happening, I started journaling and writing things down. So I had evidence in my hand. I had every report I had ever had done on me, every single bone test, cancer test, you name it, I had been through it. I was the guinea pig of guinea pigs. And I was the little white rat trying to find my way through the maze of doctors and finding my diagnosis. I found Dr. Chowan. She is a neurologist at um, Saddleback Hospital here in California in Laguna Niguel. She looked at all of my brain MRIs and knew I had MS. She ran her own brain MRI on me in a spinal tap. I said to Robert when everything was done, she's the one that's gonna answer what I've been living through. The day of my diagnosis, Robert was sitting next to me and when she said, you have multiple sclerosis and you may not recover from this paralyzation that you're in right now and everything that you're going through and you're gonna be coming to like progressive multiple sclerosis at this point in time in your life, I didn't have fear. Robert cried unemotionally just nonstop and tremor crying that I looked at him but before I comforted Robert I got up with all the might I had left in my legs and I hugged her and I said thank you so very much you finally just answered the torment of the years that I have been living with and now, I need to research this disease and I'm going to fight it every single day. Um, and with that being said, here I am today. I learned everything I had to about the disease. I continue to learn about the disease. I continue to learn about the heartache and the trauma of what everybody goes through. And, you know, it took me two and a half years to learn how to rebuild my life in the right way of the disease. And then therefore came Don Marie Healthy and Fit. Wow. Yeah, but that You're was actually, that was a monumental moment in my life other than finally having children and just celebrating our 30 year wedding anniversary. Um, it, it's just, it. most people being diagnosed are fearful and afraid And this disease is super scary and it is a phantom that haunts you and it will haunt you for the rest of your life. But when you face it right on and stare it in the eyes, which is your own two eyes looking at yourself every single day in the mirror and say, I love you and we're going to get through this. That's what you need. You are your best advocate and you can fight this disease with the medications that they have or with not. I unfortunately am one of those persons that I even write about in the book. If it is a one percentile, I am always in that damn percentile of being (laughs) allergic to every medication out there. So now I am all 100% holistic medication except for my tremor medication and I have to take Cymbalta every single morning. Um, which helps my serotonin levels keep me at a level keel of where I am at every day. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, um, that was something you, t- you told me about as well, was more of the holistic approach. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that can include uh, your diet, exercise but also some of your activities as well, your mental state of being. Um, Something you talk about a lot and something that every time you talk about, it brings you just the utmost of joy and that's painting. Um, Something else you touch on is horse riding and the joy that that brought. What are some of the ways, uh, what do you add into your holistic uh, regimen that helps you?
0: Yeah, um, horse riding um, is amazing. It's actually horse therapy. They use it for all different ailments. Um, They have small children from the age of two to someone up to 90 years old riding a horse. A horse can feel your entire body, and you feel the horse's body, and you learn to trust. You learn to listen to your own inner gut. Um, Painting, painting is since mankind even first words were on a wall. Painting doesn't mean it has to be perfect. Painting is bringing something to life on paper or pen, or even in your mind, looking up at the clouds. How many times have you sat and wondered and when you look up at the clouds and you see things in the clouds, like it looks like a boat or it looks like, you know, a ship or passing through the night, When you look at a tree, sometimes you actually see a face within a tree. Painting is life. Painting has always brought inspiration. And I believe that's why I've always been attracted to it. And it was the one thing that kept me normal when you actually refer to something as normal. But there is no true normal. But... Painting brings joy to me. Writing brings joy to me. Now that I've really learned how to harness my writing and understand that, yeah, there's some grammar issues, and I get that, but, you know, it's okay if you make a mistake. It's what you're feeling and what you're writing from the heart so writing is so therapeutical. And if you can't write because your hands are numb or your your disease has taken over no matter what it is, you can speak it and someone else can write it. Writing positively and training your brain to wake up every morning and focus on the positive versus the negative, your day is going to be better.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the big messages that you also sent um, with all of that being said, is just getting started yeah. um, on something. So uh, we've talked a little bit about some of your struggles as well as some of the um, really great ways that you handle uh, your day-to-day life, the things that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of your big messages is getting started. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking about it and just start doing. Yes. Uh, can you, you know, tell me a little bit more Yes,
0: about because that? we so, hold on to things in our past that are destroying us. The entire world does it. It's not just someone with a disease. You could be born and be 100% healthy, but you struggle with trauma from the past and you struggle with something that happened currently and you replay those moments in your mind constantly. And let me say, I still deal with that every day. I play moments in my mind and I still struggle with it, but I've learned how to harness it and speak my mind versus holding it in. Now, I'm a fight or flight person. Sometimes when I don't want to deal with a situation, I fly um, and fight when i'm upset and angry and can't get my words out that can mean so many different things um but we all need to understand that we don't have to live up to whatever the world's expectation is we have to live up to what our expectation is ourselves where do we want to go where do we want to move forward okay make that plan don't wait for tomorrow start today and you don't need a team when you start off because you're your number one advocate and the number one person on your team. So continue to move forward that way. Write it down, think it, move forward. The past is there to remind you and to learn from not to haunt you and keep you stuck. Yeah. And just keep moving forward. Because now, would
1: you say that like a lot of this, this feeling of just getting started where the next day isn't guaranteed, would you say that this became stronger after your diagnosis or have you always kind of had this in you?
0: No, I never had it in me. It wasn't until after yeah. my diagnosis and it actually wasn't after until a year and a half ago. So I would honestly say the older I get, the more wisdom I have. The older I get, the more I realize little things in life don't matter. And I also realized I don't talk badly about people. If they upset me, I'll express my opinion. If they hurt my feelings, I'll express how I felt. But I'm not going to go and be misjudgmental over here because I've already lived it. I've been it. I've been through it. It tortured me. I will never go against somebody that is harboring or struggling with something in their life and go and talk to whoever. Did you hear about this? That's not what we need to do. It's how can I help you? And move forward. And that will always be the way that I am.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think it's a strong testament that I truly believe to help others around you, you first have to help yourself. Yeah. And so I think it's a very powerful message um, that you send to everyone um, about just getting started mm-hmm. um, and just getting going with things. What, for those who are having that problem getting started or uh, whether they're younger in life and trying to figure out what, they're, what they want to do, what they're doing, or they're older in life and maybe struggling with where they're currently at and um, feeling stuck.
0: Yeah, that's a very what good way to put it, feeling have? stuck.
1: Yeah, what advice would you have uh, for those to get unstuck or just to get going? Because I feel like For a lot of people, there's a a moment that turns that switch. And it sounds like for you, you had that switch. I did. What advice do you have to to turn that switch on or or, um, change the path that you're on?
0: You know, unfortunately, it took me trying to take my life to get that full switch on. A year and a half ago, I was on medication for my multiple sclerosis, to try to help me with my pain every day and get through life in general and after writing the book my first one living with phantoms brought up years of as you read of Mm -hmm. torment and like just downright like gut-wrenching things that i had to relive while i wrote it and i didn't realize it was psychologically affecting me um and yes i tried to take my life My life was saved because of an iPhone message that I left my family as a goodbye. And Robert, I didn't realize my phone would connect so far away to my iPad. And the iPad lit up with my goodbye message and my husband tracked my phone and found me and saved my life. At that moment, I knew that my journey, everything I had been through, wasn't for anything. It was for everything and it was to move forward and to teach the lessons that I had been learned, whether you wanted to hear them or not. So my ear is always here. My voice will be spoken if you want to hear it. My story is out if you want to read it. But the best advice I could give to anybody is, write your story, write your truth. Whether it's published or not, that is the best therapy in the world. Acknowledge it, write it. And if you want to, do a ceremony of congratulations or a release and free. Um, When I first started writing and learning before I wrote the book, I would write what I was upset about and set it free. I would burn it in my fire pit in the backyard and with a white candle and I would pray and set it free. So it's all about acknowledgement, structure, writing it down, acknowledging the fear, acknowledging the passion to move forward. How am I going to get there? And making that list of it's one step at a time. It's not a race to the finish line. It's a race of the moment of time. Now,
1: you've you've highlighted a couple of some of your harder moments in life, such as w- what you just shared with me, uh, with all of us. Um, something, I, I was describing you to someone the other day, and I was like, they are like a family of cats. <laughs> <laughs> they, all have, they all have nine lives. There are several moments in your book where you, you describe Um, My children all almost die because of meningitis. That's right. Somehow you all land on your feet. You have nine lives and you (laughs) land on your feet. It's one thing to go through those moments yourself. And that is difficult. But I think what's sometimes even harder is when it's beyond your control with someone else, such as a child of yours or a friend or family member. How do you deal with that loss of control, that hard moment? Hmm. Um, Would you say that it's a similar process um, as when it's yourself, or is it different?
0: So I learned this in therapy. Um, Yes, I have a therapist, and she is amazing. And um, she teaches you how to write things down to acknowledge it. And what did you take away from it? And what? Are, why are you harboring on something? Because it doesn't. It doesn't set you free. It holds you in a prison of your own mind and heart and soul. So you need to acknowledge it and let it go, and then use it as a tool to move forward within your own life and with mm-hmm. the people that you live with. So yes, I will. I will say this to everyone that has not read the book. I have almost lost. All three of my children that are alive today from meningitis, they were on their deathbeds. And I prayed to God to take my life versus theirs. So, yes, we are all kind of like cats. We have nine lives. Um, I, I'm pretty close to like my ninth. And let's hope when my ninth comes that um, I will have done everything that my body, mind, and soul were put on this earth to do while I was here. Mm-hmm. Um, Robbie, Simone and Joseph and Robert are all resilient and the one thing that I can say as a family we don't hold anything back in this household we Mm -hmm. say it exactly like it is and we learn from it and when we don't learn from it it will come back and bite you in the ass until you do learn from it and that's something that people really need to understand the word karma is true Karma is a bitch when you are a bitch to the world, and it may not bite you today. It may take years before you learn that, but when you realize that the world and your life works so much better when you're kind, and you're loving, and you're truthful, and you're honest to yourself, and then to the people that you have made part of your family or are your blood family, when you can face those honesties one-on-one, then you'll be set free and you won't have that tormenting you any longer. Mm -hmm. And I did not realize it until a year and a half ago in Maui. And I can say, since then, this is my comeback. And I have now learned every lesson that I needed to learn.
1: Wow. A, a new chapter um,
0: this is my new chapter it might be book 4 it's called The Comeback that's, <laughs>
1: that's right. you never you know you have to stay tuned
0: you have to stay tuned on that one um, but my really first honestly everybody learn to write down your fears and your acknowledgements learn to write down your, your passion learn to write down everything that you are praised for acknowledge it accept it and then release it into the world and give it back it's kindness the more we beat ourselves down isn't gonna do anything for us the more that we show kindness and we move forward in the world in the the pure light of everyday gift that we get just to wake up with oxygen in our lungs And to be able to put a smile on someone's face and to hug somebody, that's a gift. So take the beautiful gifts that are given to you and move forward in your life. And everything that you're holding onto, analyze it, write it down, set it free. It taught you a lesson at that point in time in your life. Take that lesson today and learn from it, teach it, and move forward.
1: Well, that is great advice, do Marie. <laughs> Thank And I, you. I think it's such a powerful message. Um, just that sense of what you put into this world mm-hmm. is what you get out of that. And I feel like you've really shown that and Thank you've really you. embodied that. Um, and it, it's always incredible talking to you and being, excuse me, and feel that. Um, Thank you. So, uh, with that being said, I want to get into um, some of maybe not so. We've touched on some harder subjects, <laughs> but uh, I want to touch on some of the lighter subjects. Um, uh, with all of that being said, now uh, another big portion of your life has been travel. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so I'd, I'd love to know more about your travels. Where's your favorite? What's the best place to eat? Where? Where, if you could go anywhere right now, where would you go and why?
0: That, that's really, really hard because <laughs> I have two favorite places in my life. Um, Maui will always be my home, my yeah. second home. Um, Maui is where I go and I heal. And Maui, yeah, ohana. Um, Maui, Maui has always been a part of our marriage and our world and our children's world there's something powerful about the island of Maui. And I go to Maui and I stick my feet and my hands in the sand. And I acknowledge my destruction, my devastations and everything that's ever happened to me. And Maui takes it away. And when I step out of that and I become one with that island, and I look around me, I'm re-energized. I become reborn again and full of life. And you can do this anywhere in the world. It does not have to be Maui, but Maui is my rebirth, my place of healing and my place of meaning. And my children's and my husband. My second place would be Paris. Who cannot love Paris? (laughs) Um, I love the the architecture. I love the art. I love the museums. I love the food. I love the music. <laughs> it's just it's just they're two totally different worlds. I can be yeah. in flip flops and no makeup in Maui, and I can be glam and walking around in evening gowns and visiting museums. But I I have an art major, so. My my major in, from school is art. So studying all of that um, just came alive when I finally got to Paris. And we're going back because all three of our kids are studying abroad. <laughs> all of them. Oh, wow. Yes, wow. in the spring. So I'm coming back to Paris, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, I love the world. I love to travel. I want to see and breathe and touch everything that I possibly can. And... I, I wish that for the world. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I, from my experience, and I, I'm sure just on what, what you touched on, Maui is one of those places that has this undeniable yeah. energy to it. Um, and it is truly a place that I've found it will break you down and it will find a way. And it's, it's very hard to describe that to someone who has not been there before between the ocean the mountain mm-hmm. the culture it talks to you it it really does yeah. and it is a place where you will feel your lows more than anywhere else and you, you will feel your highs higher highs mm-hmm. than you have felt it is it is this sense of just amazing energy that i i can't describe yeah. and whether it's from uh, you know spirits or even just the geology the energy of that place there's something with the
0: hawaiian islands and but i have to say Mm -hmm. maui itself has more magic on that island than i have ever felt anywhere in my life
1: it it does Mm -hmm. it does and and so I would, I agree. It is an incredible spot for anyone who has not been there, uh, as a place of healing, as a place of uh, just serenity. Um, really breaking you it know. down and and finding who you are and and uh, finding yeah. that sense of serenity. And um, and then to touch on Paris, I I have to say <laughs> that is one of my favorite cities as well. The, it's amazing. Another place with immense. Energy and culture, and yeah, uh, the people, the art you can't help but feel
0: the love and the energy. energy Yeah, it's incredible. (laughs) It's just, and I'm sure I'm gonna travel somewhere else in the world and feel the same thing, just in a different manner. And the thing that I've realized is, I now not only do I feel my own energy. I pick up on the energy of everything around me. I am very well aware of what is happening wherever I am spiritually and mentally and physically while I'm there. And I'm I'm honestly saying what I went through year after year after year, it wasn't until a year and a half ago when I went to the island of Maui on a spiritual trip um, with an organization that I finally was reborn and found how strong I really am. And it's about speaking your truth. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to speak your truth. Don't be afraid to talk about things that have come at you in life. Don't be afraid to say, oh my gosh, like I'm so excited this past two weeks. I had articles written about Domri healthy and fit. I am beyond thrilled and honored that I want to share it with everybody. And I want to help anyone that wants to accept my help and move forward in life, whatever that journey may be.
1: Yeah. And with that being said, Downri, what's next? <laughs> we, we're talking books. We've done the podcast <laughs> now. And those are going strong. I even saw and heard in your last episode, that there was even jokes made of a movie. Yes. What? The sky is the limit. What's next for Donny? Okay. Marie, so, Dunmery healthy and
0: Yes. I am, um, I called my dear friend. Um, she runs a podcast, Woman Warrior Podcast, and she's a screenplay writer and a writer herself, and an actor and um, a comedian. And it, she's just incredible. But I said to her, I'm like, this book needs to be a movie yeah this book needs to be i don't care where it's at sundance on amazon wherever it's going to (laughs) be but it is my determination to make either living with phantoms or finding the sun through the clouds into a featured film or an app a tv series on life and the real ups and downs and truth of life and what I went through and where it has brought me today because now I'm not afraid to acknowledge what I've done wrong what I've done right and what I still need to learn so yes that is my next (laughs) thing I am moving forward to I'm thinking about maybe starting my own magazine I'm thinking about You know, a putting Domri Healthy and Fit on the map and making it mm-hmm. a vacation, travel, healing, promotional program for people from all illnesses around the world to come to. And it will be affordable and it will not be about making the money. It will be about the people and what they need mm-hmm. and moving forward. So, yeah, there's a lot of things on my to-do list. <laughs> and the list is long, but I know yeah. myself and I won't stop until they're done.
1: Well, I, I think what's uh, particularly uh, amazing, Domri, is that you don't say if it happens. You say when it will happen. <laughs> and I think that's incredible. And I think it's uh, it's really important to manifest. And not something that we've talked about before mm-hmm. is just... True manifestation. Um, you have these dreams. You may not be able to achieve all of them. Um, but instead of just breaking yourself down, mm-hmm. you're building yourself up and you're saying, when I do this. Um, and so I think that's really incredible. And um, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um,
0: I try to take the negative words out of my be, life yeah. and I try to take the words that, like yeah. the word stop out of my life and i really analyze moving forward with the positive mindset of where are we going it's going to be done i love you you mm-hmm. are number one you're the best advocate when you make that mindset and turn that around mm-hmm. your life turns around
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. well um with that being said, I don't have any more questions for you. This was amazing. Always,
0: Thank you. I loved
1: it. <laughs> of course, I I always leave you with a quote.
0: You do, and I, I love it, that. I All right, what you. what quote do you and have for so me? I
1: have I have one for you today, and it's from the Dalai Lama. Okay. And he says, "The purpose of our lives is to be happy," and what I think is. Really beautiful about this quote is that a lot of people chase happiness, but I think what he's saying is that it's really about the purpose. I've meditated, I've thought about this quote a lot, and I really think what he's trying to tell us is it's finding the purpose in our life, and the happiness is the side effect, it's the thing that we get from that purpose. and I think that's incredible about your whole journey and everything you've gone through—is you've really found the purpose in your life. You found your why, uh, and you're chasing it like no other. So I just want to thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Um, it's Aww. been incredible learning from you, thinking about everything you've had to say, um, and I just wanted to share um, how incredibly grateful I am.
0: Thank uh, you so much, Ryan, and I. Thank you for sending me the message. Thank you for reading my stories. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank you for reaching out to me and asking to interview me. And of course, you know, bringing even more of life to the true force of helping each other grow. Because I learn from you, you learn from me. Um. we all learn from each other in the world and that's that's how we're going to move forward coming out of this year of 2020 I saw (laughs) you in 2020 when the new year came in and neither one of us expected what has happened and occurred in this time frame not at all but with that being said I used my time frame of being secluded and staying safe to move my energy forward in a positivity world of what's next and when am I gonna get there. So with everyone in 2020, write it down, what you learned, what you need to get rid of, what you need to move forward and welcome the new year of 2021 with pure heart and pure mindset. Of love for yourself.
1: Yeah. I think that's a great message, and um,
0: I can't wait it, to see you. When is the <laughs> I, island gonna open I, again? Oh, I know. Oh, I'm we have been trying it, but... to get there forever, <laughs> and um, I don't know. We will definitely probably see you for the holidays. Yep. Back at the Four Seasons. Um, yep. And if we don't, I'll see you as soon as we can get to that island.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Don Marie. Do me a uh, favor
0: today. Please put sure. your feet and hands in the sand and tell Maui yes. that I am grateful.
1: <laughs> I will. Thank I you.
0: Will.
1: Well, I look forward to seeing more of what you have in store for us all. Uh, what's next? and uh, look forward to uh, being able to see you soon.
0: Great. Thank you, Orion. Thank you for (laughs) asking me to interview me on my books, my life, and life in general. And everybody, follow Orion um, and just, yeah, you're a true inspiration. I keep telling you to write (laughs) your poetry book. um, Start writing, believe, and move forward. Get it done.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you.
0: All right, everybody. Thank, Thank you so much for watching right. today. If you loved this episode, please give us a review on Apple. And also, if you're not following me, I am on Spotify and Apple Podcast Live with Domarie. And send me a message. Do you want to be the next guest on Live with Domarie? <laughs> Thank you, Orion. I truly appreciate it. Have a fabulous day, and oh, Hannah! Oh, there we (laughs) ah! I need to get back to the island to get my hand working the right way. All right, have a fabulous one. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for watching.
1: Thanks, summary.